Hello, and welcome to Papago Butte's Church of the Brethren podcast, recorded live weekly at our campus in Scottsdale, Arizona, during our normal service. Father, we thank you very much for this day. We thank you for giving me the opportunity to come here and share. Thank you for the pastor. Thank you for Dan and Karen who is hosting me in their home. Thank you for everybody who is here and on the Zoom. We thank you because you are our God. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Um, So my... Okay. I want us to read uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 16 to 23. If the pastor will read it for us, it is our uh, topic today. Matthew chapter 10, 16 to 23. Matthew chapter 10, verses 16 to 23. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard against men. They will hand you over to the local councils and flog you in their synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what you will say or how you will say it. For at that time, you will be given to what, what to say. For it is not you who will be speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. I tell you the truth, you will not finish going through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The world we live in today is becoming more dangerous. And uh, people are having a lot of challenges. And uh, human being is very, very difficult to coexist. The threat of terrorism is increasing and everywhere day in, day out. And it is true in Nigeria that we are facing a lot of uh, critical time. 
and not only in Nigeria, but a lot of uh, developing country. Events are dominated by violence, causing destruction of property, death, displacement, refugees everywhere, and then there is extreme poverty. And uh, in Nigeria, apart from the terrorism of Boko Haram, there are a lot of kidnapping. And uh, this kidnapping is not only uh, the terrorists that are doing, some who are poor, they took advantage and they are trying to kidnap for ransom. And uh, according to the report of the UN agency, one in every 113 uh, people on this, uh, okay, thank you. Uh, according to report of UN Refugees Agency, one in every 113 people on planet is now a refugee. And, uh, and people were really forcefully displaced and uh, it's over 100 100.4 million in 2022. And uh, we, as a Christian, especially in Nigeria, we are living as a wolf among sheep. And this picture uh, is a picture of wolf killing two wolves only, kill 130 sheep, grazing. So, what does it mean to walk like a sheep among the wolves? What did Jesus mean when he said, I am sending you out? like a sheep among the wolves. What does it, uh, does it mean by saying be wise like a shepherd and innocent as a dove? What warning did Jesus give us in verse 18 and uh, verse 17 and 18? So uh, Our experience in Nigeria is really similar of we are living like a sheep among the wolves. I would like to share our life experience in Nigeria using my work as uh, in SEPI and this will show how difficult life is. And although we are experiencing this in Nigeria, many Christians 
are never downtrodden and leave the work of God. So my personal story, why did I start the work? Even when before I was born, my great-grandfather and grandmother and two great-uncles has been killed by slaves, slave traders. At the, the age of five, my grandfather escaped, and I had a terrible life as I shared. And uh, so, I lost my son in 2011. I don't know whether he's dead or alive. My niece was adopted. We don't know where she is. I was kidnapped on 30th July by Boko Haram on my way to Chibok to visit the girls there. And my faith in God and the present and former SEPI supporters. I have numerous uh, supporters. You are my supporters. And uh, there are, we, we got millions of dollars before, although now is we only have uh, one, but we still thank God that a lot of people are helping and uh, a lot of donors uh, you can uh, you can hear it uh, later. So we have a World Women Day of prayer, and uh, we are partnering with them presently, improving gender justice, trauma healing, and safe employability. And they are supporting us, and we are serving thousands of people. Also, my research, I, as a survivor of violent, I decided that the violent would not dictate my life. I would not let poverty or Boko Haram or overpower me. So my PhD in ethics and philosophy, I research on the ethical analysis on the plight of women in violent conflict and also with my supervisor and the help of the sponsorship from several people, World Council of Churches organization, and then Church of the Brethren contributed. I, I had a lot of stories, and it's unacceptable to hear this story and do nothing. So the story of Chiba girls, you all know about it. We uh, serve the Chibok girls. They have terrible story and is very complicated and uh, distorted. I got some of the real story from the parents and some of the girls. There are a lot of billions of dollars spent uh, from the U.S. government and other government trying to bring back the Chibok girls. 
uh, so it was close to midnight on 14th uh, uh, April, as we all know. And so the Chibo girls, they were taken. And uh, there are some brave girls who jump out. And uh, some, 12 of them, they are here. And they graduated and uh, doing good. But on that day, the girls, it was really horrible. Two of the girls, they said, we cried, they battered us. We ran, they shoot us. We begged them to spare our life. They told us our, our lives are in their hands. We told them we are writing our exams. They told us we did not need education. We cannot hide inside our rooms because they set our rooms on fire, our dome. So there are a lot of horrible things that the Chibo girls experiences in the camp. And uh, the children, the grandchildren, uh, grandparents of the Chibok girls, they're still experiencing horror. We still visit the parents. Some are back, but over 100 of the Chibok girls are still there. We have, uh, we had a protest and uh, telling the government to release them. And also, apart from the Chibwa girls, we serve numerous people. Uh, the first picture is uh, a girl that was left alone. All her brothers and sisters were killed. The second picture, this woman, she her husband and two children and uh, were killed, and she was forced to bury along with 10 people. The third picture, a grandmom that two sons and grandchildren, one grandson killed. <coughs> and uh, this uh, Nancy, her husband, Smart was killed because the, the, the Boko Haram forced them to have uh, sex. This uh, lady and her two small babies, two kids, they were killed because their house was set ablaze. And uh, this is a mom and daughter, both their husband and sons were killed. These are young, young, uh, okay. So this is uh, the children. And these are young ladies, widows. Some, their husband were killed on their day of their wedding. And uh, and this woman, all her children, 
were killed. And this one, all her children, she's left with her grandchildren, no food, nothing. And uh, this uh, woman, she had lost six people, her husband, her brother-in-law, her three children, and her three-month-old baby was thrown on a fire. And uh, she's left alone. This one, her, his pregnant wife, and his four children were taken away, and the Boko Haram were pursuing his life. So here we gave him money. He left everything, and he wanted to run away. And these two, their hands were amputated. And uh, a lot of uh, children had, uh, were abducted. We have over 5,000 stories of children and women who were abducted. So it's not only the Chibok girls. And uh, those who were abducted by the terrorists, they were rejected by both their husbands and uh, people. And uh, when they are rejected, then even when they, we, we took them, they were pregnant and they gave birth to children. So nobody will like them to name after them. So I have several Rebecca's, over 200 Rebecca's and Samuel's around. They are Boko Haram children. And uh, there are some of the children, they are unaccompanied. They don't know where their parents are, so we distributed mat, maize, uh, and uh, cloth to those children. And we have a record of people killed. We have more than 100,000. During uh, 2015, uh, Church of the Brethren, you see panels of lists of people killed. And now we have over 100,000. And a lot of people want a lot of things, but then we have small resources up to now. We don't have uh, resources to go around. And uh, you can see Carl and Roxa trying to sort of uh, some of the uh, clothes uh, in 2013. And uh, so we have several programs, we categorize it into two. We have uh, acute immediate need and we have long-time need. The acute immediate need, we have uh, food and uh, this is the distribution 
thousands of people come for all this small food and mat and buckets. And uh, sometimes we distribute like a bag of 50 kg to maybe three people. So these people are very happy because they are few and they get more. And uh, we provide house. We build some house. Like uh, this one, a widow will get it uh, from in 2016. Christian Eds gave us some money to build 40 houses, but we end up uh, building 52 houses and distributed to uh, 52 widows. And these are the widows. Uh, this woman, uh, her children, her, her husband and children killed. And uh, this woman, uh, she was, her throat was cut after the, the Boko Haram killed her husband and two children, they tried to kill her, but she recovered. And she learned trade, and she, she, uh, we built house for her. And the same with this woman, although she died because of trauma, her husband was a police. And uh, this is the decomposed corpse. They killed him. And uh, these two are widows. And uh, the same, this one, she suffered a lot because her husband, two children, and everybody. And uh, so her, her, her husband relative, they really abused her, beat her up that she's a bad luck lady, everybody was killed because she's not a good woman. So we built house for her. And uh, also, this woman with her little children, the Boko Haram forced her to watch them burning her husband alive. So, uh, the same story. A lot of uh, people whom we build their house, they are really suffering. And apart from housing, we provide health care to the people, uh, link them with uh, medicine, medical pe uh, people, and buy some medicine and distribute it to them. And uh, malnourished, all these children are really malnourished. So we support the family. And we support them with uh, making some, uh, we mix maize, groundnuts, and soy, and uh, corn, groundnuts, and soy beans, and then mix it 
And so we distributed it to the malnourished parents. And this one, we give them uh, brooded chicken so that they will help. We also had a problem of water. So this is the only drinking water and uh, very, very dirty. Both animal and uh, people drink it. And uh, no scarcity, there is scarcity of water. And even when I was growing up, you ha we have to trek miles. So we have uh, trauma healing. We gather the widows, we pray together, we counsel them. And uh, this one is a cross where everybody will write his or her, uh, her anger, and some will say, I saw the person who killed my son and who killed my children, but the government left them. No justice. My own is on this because my son is nowhere to be found since 20 March 25th, 2011. For 11 years, I don't know whether my son is dead or alive. So the trauma is there, so we kneel it on the cross, we forgive, we try to make life or move on. Uh, these are all people who come from Boko Haram captivity, so we love them, we come close to them. And uh, this is the baby, my namesake, she's now grown up, we are paying her school fees. She's very bright, this is her mama, whom Boko Haram took her and, uh, away from her husband just three months of marriage. So when she came back, her husband deserted her. So we took her and uh, she gave birth. Uh, so that is the day that she gave birth in our own space. So uh, these two, all these are Rebecca here, Rebecca here, and there are several Samuel. So we have skill acquisition center. We teach the widows and the orphans uh, knitting and sewing and uh, computer and a lot of uh, several things. And this is uh, graduation. This is from US Embassy. They supported us. And uh, so on the graduation, these are sewing machines and a lot of things. And uh, celebration time when Sepi was 30 years. So this is our 30th anniversary cake. And uh, so we distribute uh, fertilizer and uh, we distribute he and she goats so that people will build their life. We distribute chicks, brooded chicken,
for the widows. And uh, we tell them to save for future. And so they organize themselves and they save so that uh, their life will be good. So what is our future plan? We have a lot of future plan. We plan to establish a center. We have already built, uh, uh, acquired the land and built something. Uh, before, we try to build a school, and uh, our school now, not secondary and primary school, but a humanitarian school who will incorporate everything, and uh, a clinic, and then uh, trauma healing center, safe space. Right now, we are admitting some people who are really under critical condition. And uh, this is our, our plan, and we have the land. So this one will be clinic. This one will be hostel for both boys and girls. And this one is uh, quarters. And uh, this one is uh, uh, the... The trauma healing center, and this one is counseling and peace center, and this is the administrative block and uh, classrooms, and uh, this one is uh, uh, the building that can uh, host the people that we are uh, taking for free space because some are still vulnerable. And uh, there are some that uh, they want to get away and be healed. So this is our administrative block and uh, the classes. And it is named after Professor Halves and Jenny Smith Complex. Uh, Why? Because they donated over $150,000. And uh, we, it's almost finished. This is the stage of the building. It's almost finished. And uh, this one was when we we are building, we were building it. We, we participated, and a lot of people came and volunteered. And uh, you can see me here, you can see me, you can see my husband and me participating, and all these widows and orphans and people coming. And uh, these are the type of people who will benefit from our building. This woman, her husband, she is now in our free space uh, because her husband wanted to kill her and uh, he left her uh, thinking that he, she was dead. And so the husband now is in jail 
So we are taking care of her and her two children, and we are hiding her somewhere, providing for her and uh, all this, a lot of evil people. And uh, the beneficiaries will be these widows and orphans. So what can you do to support? You can donate for food. You can donate to buy uh, anything, chicken, fertilizer, uh, he and she goats to designate in building and a lot of things. And uh, you can support a family to feed, to get food. And as an orphan to get school. And uh, we have uh, the address. When I came here in 2017, because after my award, the Boko Haram were pursuing me. So thank God my son was here, so he invited us, and we got permanent resident. So when I came, I did not think of going back to Nigeria. So I called all these people and more, and uh, Pam Riggs is our chair of the board of CEPI USA, and uh, Sandy is our fundraising chair and treasurer, Dr. David Foos. So when they get the money here, we uh, they, they send it to Nigeria so that we do the work there. So uh, I really thank you and I appreciate uh, Pastor John and wife and I appreciate my brother uh, Dan and Karen for hosting me and I thank you so much. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to Papago Butte's Church of the Brethren podcast. If you have any questions or are interested in finding out more about our church, feel free to reach out to us at any time. Our contact information is provided at www.pbcob.org.